This is Robert Conrad. This Cleveland Orchestra concert is available on demand thanks to the support of WCLV Ideastream members. I'm a member, and I hope you'll join me today. Click Donate, and thank you. In August 1959, the New York Philharmonic and Leonard Bernstein, then entering his second year as its music director, set off on a 10-week tour of Europe and the Middle East, sponsored by the U.S. State Department. Eighteen of the 50 performances were scheduled in what was then the USSR. In an attempt at cultural diplomacy, the concerts in Moscow and Leningrad, now St. Petersburg, showcased American composers alongside selected Russian works. Dmitry Shostakovich's Symphony No. 5 was performed in the presence of the composer, who later remarked that he was very taken by the performance. Bernstein became a noted interpreter of the Fifth Symphony. Seven years later, he threw a 60th birthday celebration for Shostakovich during one of his taped Young People's Concerts. Though born under extremely different circumstances, both Bernstein and Shostakovich struggled and succeeded in creating meaningful, lasting art, despite their society's prescribed boundaries. Whether facing Joseph McCarthy's blacklist or Stalin's purges, it required an artist of great courage and conviction to create authentic work under looming threats of being silenced, or worse, in Shostakovich's case. This Cleveland Orchestra program, featuring guest conductor Raphael Payare and pianist Jean-Yves Thibaudet, pairs two works that underline this unease. Bernstein's Symphony No. 2, The Age of Anxiety, is about the search for faith in a world that has suffered immeasurable tragedy. Meanwhile, Shostakovich's Symphony No. 5, written to restore the composer to the good graces of Stalin, is not a mea culpa, but the testimony of one who has endured. In that 1966 concert, Bernstein called Shostakovich's music noble, original, and deeply moving. The same can be said for his own compositions and for both men. I'm Bill O'Connell, and this is the Cleveland Orchestra on the radio from Severance Music Center. In 1947, W.H. Auden published a long poem, The Age of Anxiety. Set in a New York bar in the final months of World War II, it brings together four lonely characters for a long evening of discussion, drink, dancing, and deep reflection. The poem provoked heated responses. Leonard Bernstein agreed with T.S. Eliot's assessment that it was Auden's best work to date. The poem's search for faith resonated strongly with the Jewish composer-conductor. In the early post-war years, the horrors of the Holocaust had helped inspire the movement for a Jewish state. Bernstein debuted the fourth section of his second symphony, The Dirge, at one of the first performances of the newly renamed Israel Philharmonic in Tel Aviv. Bernstein's symphony is written in six movements. Auden's four characters are all voiced by a solo piano. The composer's inspiration also came from the Seven Ages of Man speech in Shakespeare's As You Like It. The Seven Ages are paralleled in the third section of the symphony by the Seven Stages, a metaphorical journey. The dirge leads to the mask and finally the epilogue. 
Coming on stage at Mandel Concert Hall, our Cleveland Orchestra guest conductor, Rafael Payare, and pianist Jean-Yves Thibaudet to open this concert with Symphony No. 2, The Age of Anxiety by Leonard Bernstein.
Guest conductor Raphael Payare led the Cleveland Orchestra. In the Symphony No. 2, The Age of Anxiety by Leonard Bernstein. The work premiered in April 1949 with Serge Kuzovitsky conducting the Boston Symphony. Bernstein, who played the piano part in that performance, dedicated his second symphony to Kuzovitsky. The work earned positive reviews and a repeat performance in Tanglewood that summer. It was recorded for the first time by Columbia Records in 1950, with Bernstein himself conducting the New York Philharmonic and Lucas Foss as the soloist. Jerome Robbins choreographed a ballet to this symphony for New York City Ballet. The work premiered at the New York City Center Theater in 1950. Other stage versions of The Age of Anxiety include those by Ballet West in 1991 and the Royal Ballet in 2014. Jean-Yves Thibaudet is no stranger here in Cleveland. For one thing, he was a medalist in the 1979 precursor to the Cleveland International Piano Competition. And for another, he recorded the four Rachmaninoff piano concertos with the Cleveland Orchestra for Decca in the 90s. He plays a range of solo, chamber, and orchestral repertoire, and from the start of his career, he has delighted in music beyond the standard repertoire, from jazz to opera, including works which he has transcribed for the piano. His professional friendships crisscross the globe and have led to spontaneous and fruitful collaborations in film, fashion, and visual art. You can revisit selected orchestra broadcasts at WCLV's Cleveland Orchestra On Demand page. You'll find the link at WCLV.org. The Cleveland Orchestra has a loyalty rewards program for patrons. Examples of loyalty rewards include behind-the-scenes experiences and prizes. Find out more about the rewards program at clevelandorchestra.com rewards. After a break, the second half of this concert, the Shostakovich Fifth Symphony. Stay tuned. This is the Cleveland Orchestra on the radio from Mandel Concert Hall at the Severance Music Center. I'm Bill O'Connell. Shostakovich's Fifth is one of the most frequently performed symphonies of the 20th century. It's a modern classic. Western audiences have long admired its great dramatic power and melodic richness. But the history of the work and its deeply ambiguous Russian context reveal layers of meaning that we are still trying to understand. Shostakovich wrote the Fifth Symphony in what must have been the most difficult year of his life. In January 1936, an unsigned editorial in Pravda, the daily paper of the Communist Party, brutally attacked his opera Lady Macbeth of Mitsensk, denouncing it as muddle instead of music. This condemnation resulted in a sharp decrease in performances of Shostakovich's music. Even worse, Shostakovich, whose first child was born the following May, lived in constant fear of further reprisals, denunciations, and possibly even more dire acts. The Communist Party, though, quickly realized that the Soviet Union's musical life could not afford to lose its greatest young talent, and Shostakovich was granted a comeback. Less than a year after being forced to withdraw his fourth symphony, Shostakovich heard his fifth premiered with resounding success in Leningrad. But by that time, November 21, 1937, 
the Great Terror had begun, with political show trials resulting in numerous death sentences and mass deportations to labor camps. The Great Terror claimed the lives of some of the country's greatest artists, but Shostakovich was spared. Shostakovich clearly made a major effort to write a classical piece in his Fifth Symphony, something that would be acceptable to the authorities and far removed from his avant-garde fourth. Whether that makes this new symphony what the composer called a Soviet artist's creative response to just criticism is another question. The music itself is so profound as to transcend any kind of political expediency. The symphony was without question a response to something, but not in the sense of a chastised schoolboy mending his ways. Rather, this is a great artist reacting to the cruelty and insanity of the era. From the beginning, Shostakovich clearly had a special message to communicate when he replaced the usual fast-paced first movement with a brooding opening. The third and fourth movements are equally telling with what seems to be completely transparent memorial music, followed by an ambiguously triumphant ending. An official Soviet interpretation of the Fifth Symphony was offered by the novelist Alexei Tolstoy, a relative of Leo Tolstoy of War and Peace fame. Alexei was a count by birth but loyal to the Soviet regime. In an influential article, he viewed the symphony as a kind of musical coming-of-age story. Yet critics, even Soviet ones, have had a hard time reconciling this with what they actually heard. A famous passage in Testimony, Shostakovich's purported memoirs, edited and possibly tampered with by Solomon Volkov, reflects a radically different view. Quote, It's as if someone were beating you with a stick and saying, Your business is rejoicing. Your business is rejoicing. And you rise, shaky, and go marching off muttering, our business is rejoicing, our business is rejoicing. Shostakovich was 11 years old during the Russian Revolution of 1917, and he knew no political reality other than communism. Many Russians in the 1920s believed that a new world under communism was sure to be an improvement over the czarist regime. Yet by the time of the Stalinist purges of the 30s, many of the country's best minds had become profoundly disillusioned, especially in view of the enormous sacrifices of human lives that the party claimed as a price of progress. Even though they were facing a horrible situation, they saw no viable political alternatives for their country. The Soviet government demanded triumphant optimism in all of the arts, and failure to deliver it could result in severe criticism or worse. Voicing even the slightest dissent with the regime could result in instant deportation, disappearance, or death. With its ambiguous ending, Shostakovich's fifth stands as a gripping monument to all those voices silenced by force or threat. Here is guest conductor Rafael Payare in Mandel Concert Hall at the Severance Music Center with the Cleveland Orchestra, and in just a moment, the Symphony No. 5 by Dmitry Shostakovich.
From Severance Music Center, guest conductor Rafael Payare led the Cleveland Orchestra in the Symphony No. 5 by Dmitry Shostakovich. The symphony was written between April and July of 1937. Its first performance was in November 1937 by the Leningrad Philharmonic under Yevgeny Ravinsky. The premiere was a triumphant success and appealed to both public and official critics. It received an ovation that lasted well over half an hour. The Cleveland Orchestra recorded the Shostakovich Fifth with conductor Lauren Mazel in 1981 for Telarc. Guest conductor Rafael Payare is music director of the Montreal Symphony and of the San Diego Symphony Orchestra. He also serves as conductor laureate of the Ulster Orchestra. He has appeared with many of the world's leading ensembles, and since making his North American debut with the Chicago Symphony in 2015, he has worked with the orchestras of Boston, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, and here in Cleveland, where he debuted in the summer of 2021. Payari was born in 1980 and is a graduate of the celebrated El Sistema in Venezuela. He has both conducted and served as principal horn of the Simon Bolivar Orchestra. Rafael Payare, he's married to American cellist Elisa Weilerstein, who has appeared often here in Cleveland. They reside in Berlin. On this edition of Saturdays from Severance, Rafael Payare led performances of Leonard Bernstein's Symphony No. 2, The Age of Anxiety, with pianist Jean-Yves Thibaudet, and the Symphony No. 5 by Dmitry Shostakovich. My commentary was based on notes for the Cleveland Orchestra program book by Amanda Angel, Leonard Bernstein himself, and Peter Locke. The associate producer is Daniel Wright. The audio supervisor for the Cleveland Orchestra is Gintas Norvila. From Mandel Concert Hall in the Severance Music Center, I'm Bill O'Connell. Thank you for being with us. Broadcasts of the Cleveland Orchestra originate with WCLV, Northeast Ohio's classical music station since 1962. This is the Cleveland Orchestra Broadcast Service.